Fascia is an absolutely amazing system. Years ago, most people didn't know what fascia was, where today, if you're in the health, wellness, and fitness industry, most know what this term means. Hi, my name is Deanna Hansen. I am the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy. And my name is Quinn Castellane. I'm the VP of Block Therapy and Deanna's nephew. Welcome to the Fascia Masters podcast. Fascia is the connective tissue that holds our entire body together. The fascia system is involved in every aspect of your health, from pain, size and shape, how you age, athletic performance and recovery, and even managing trauma and emotions. The list goes on. When you learn how to decompress your fascia, you experience incredible changes to every level of your being. The Fascia Masters podcast discusses everything fascia and is dedicated to empowering you with the knowledge you need to become your own self-care advocate. To help you learn more about caring for your fascia and taking initiative for your health and wellness, we are giving you our ultimate fascia decompression starter kit for free. This will teach you five steps to control your pain, as well as an introduction to fascia decompression that you can apply today. Go to blocktherapy.com forward slash fascia kit. That's F-A-S-C-I-A-K-I-T. October is Breast Cancer Aware Month. So to start it off, today we are talking with Dr. Veronique Desaunier, better known as Dr. V, the founder of Breast Cancer Conqueror and the Seven Essential System and co-founder of My Breast Friend. She has personally conquered breast cancer twice and has empowered thousands of women across the world. We talk about what you can do to keep your body at optimal health and how our immune system and DNA are greatly affected by our thoughts and our feelings. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. I want to welcome my very special guest, Dr. Veronique. You know what? I'm going to have you do this, Dr. B, because I'm not going to do this as well as you, your beautiful French name. Can you please share? Sure. Veronique Desaunier, better known as Dr. V. And this is so exciting because... Um, both Dr. V and I are on the Holistic Leadership Council, which is how we met. And coincidentally, she used to live in Winnipeg, which is, of course, my hometown. Now you got out of here. Yes. <laughs> and after this winter, I can only tell you how lucky you are because it's been a really bad one. But so excited to have you on to discuss breast health. So if you can dive in, share your story, tell us all about you, we're going to have an amazing conversation. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Deanna. It's uh, so serendipitous that, uh, you know, I mean, you grew up, well, we both grew up, yeah, in, uh, you know, the other side of the river, in the French, for me, in the French section, you know, Saint Boniface, but here we are, you know, some many decades later. Uh, but my journey really, um, it started back in, in Saint Boniface, in that little French community, you know, when I was 16 years old, and I heard a chiropractor uh, who happened to be my, you know, kind of in-law, um, and he was on fire about wellness and, you know, really teaching the world about the power of, of health and healing. And it was a light bulb moment, you know, I knew that I wanted to bring wellness to the world. So fast forward, you know, I moved to um, Marietta, Georgia, became a chiropractor. And, um, you know, three years into my practice, my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And of course, you know, conventional treatments, 
I mean, they, you know, they gave him no hope. They said, you know, basically you'll, you'll be dead in about six weeks. And, you know, my poor dad, you know, who was so afraid mm -hmm. he bought into it and, you know, he was gone in six weeks, but, you know, through that time, I remember, you know, calling uh, various cancer clinics, which were, you know, few and far between back then and doing my research, going to the library, no internet. Um, and I, I realized like something could have been done for my dad, you know, but, you know, it was too late. So I really started incorporated a more holistic approach, not just, you know, chiropractic, but started introducing nutrients and supplements and diet and lifestyle, all of that with my practice and really saw some amazing changes with my clients I mean, reversing MS and cancer and all these things. Um, so Fast forward uh, to 2004, so you know, 20, 23 years later, I'm in the shower, I'm doing a breast exam, and bam, you know, felt that lump that changed the course of my life forever. Wow. You know, how could somebody like me develop cancer? I was the wellness warrior, I was teaching people how to be healthy, and yet here I had, you know, this lump in my breast. So that took me down the path of really looking at my lifestyle, you know, what were the pieces of the puzzle that I miss, and really try to understand how and why I developed cancer, because I knew cancer was just the tip of the iceberg, right? It's not the cause, it's just the tip, you know, what was the underlying cause. So as I was doing my research and a lot of soul searching, you know, I, I felt like I was jumping from one place to the other, I didn't feel like there was a like a step-by-step -step process that would allow me to check off the boxes and know that I was getting everything done. And that's when I, I sat down with a, a pen and a pad and I just started writing things down and, and I felt like it was a download. And that's how I came up with the seven essential system. It's a step-by-step -step guide that if you follow, you never have to fear cancer or any disease for that matter. Beautiful. Oh, that is so exciting. Can you dive in and share how this system works and what it looks like? Yes. Yeah. So um, it's it, all in a book for you. Heal breast cancer naturally. And, um, you know, we, we do have various programs that if you feel like you're stuck on your healing journey, that, you know, we have programs that can help support you in that. But if we start off, essential number one is let food be your medicine. And of course, feel free to dive in and uh, ask any questions or, you know, say anything you'd like to say about this. But, you know, your audience, I'm sure is, is pretty informed about diet, you know, more and more people are aware compared to what they were, you know, 20 years ago. Um, is there a specific cookie cutter anti-cancer diet? No. Um, I've seen extremes from vegetarian to carnivores get well. Uh, so it really depends on your genetics, it depends on your, your blood type, it depends on your metabolic, um, your metabolism, uh, you know, some people are more um, type A personalities, some people are more laid back personalities. And, you know, there's a lot of research, a lot of um, studies that show us that there's no cookie cutter diet, but just big picture, organic, 80% raw. Um, really cut back on your grains, you know, millet and, and uh, quinoa or, or more seeds. So those are okay, but really cut back on the grains because the important thing with essential number one is making sure that you're monitoring your blood sugar and you're keeping your blood sugar nice and low. 
Because if you're, let's say you're juicing bags of carrots and beets every day, your blood sugar may be spiking, your insulin may spike, that can cause um, insulin growth factors that can cause you to become insulin resistant. So it's a, an important process because those uh, sugar pathways can really turn on some cancer causing genes. So right. that's, that's a big one for essential number one. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've always steered clear of the whole food conversation because it is so unique. And I mean, I, I'm sure I could do so much better in what I do, but I really go by how I feel. And mm -hmm. it was years ago when I realized that I don't digest meat well. So that was the reason that I became a vegetarian. Simply, I was getting backed up. So my system was absolutely saying no. So I really encourage people to, and, and it's, it's tough sometimes, especially when you're dealing with a lot in your body to really have a cause and effect that are close enough together to understand how you feel. But as you start cleaning yourself out more, I find that you really do start to hear what your body says as a result of what you're eating and how you're feeling. Absolutely. And, you know, case in point on that, during my second healing journey, um, which we can talk about as well. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I've been juicing for decades, like literally, you know, 30 years, and but I just ramped it up even more. And as I did that, I could, my body just didn't feel good. I mean, I was, mm. you know, foggy and just icky. Um, and I thought, well, maybe let me test my blood sugar and my blood sugar was off the charts. Oh, and so okay. I started adjusting and, and doing, uh, you know, I cut back on the carrots and the beets and just did more greens. And then I did more blending as well. Um, so I really learned to monitor my sugar because I, I was becoming insulin resistant. Okay. Yeah. I've uh, really ramped up the blending lately. I've been juicing celery every day for the last two and a half years, mm -hmm. and I've added in much more of the blending now. And, um, I love the, the spinach, cucumber, apple combo. Actually, mm -hmm. my very favorite juice is uh, grapes, blueberries, spinach with cardamom and cinnamon. It tastes like Dr. Pepper. Wow. <laughs> it's like my heavy. dessert go-to. So <laughs> I love it. And I know that I'm getting some like really good hydration and nutrients, but, but yeah, cardamom, like it, it really yeah. is figuring out. And that's amazing that, you know, you can really overdo what you think is good for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your second point? Okay. Essential number two is to reduce your toxic exposure. Um, we can't live in a bubble. We live in a toxic world. Even if we try to eat organic, guess what? You know, maybe there's glyphosates next door and sprays and the toxic rain and all of that. Um, but you can take specific steps to reduce your exposure. So just look at the macro picture, you know, be aware of things like EMF. Uh, you know, are you living near a big high power electrical grid or are you, you know, is there a cell tower, you know, next door, you know, just be aware of that and even in your home, turn your Wi-Fi off at night and, um, you know, where there's a lot of technology, you know, that you can put on your phone, they have cases now that protect with EMFs because EMFs um, can be a very big trigger for cancer because, you know, the way it affects our DNA and our immune system. Do you have I a favorite company that you, you get your, uh, your products from? Yeah. So there's two, um, one is called GIA, GIA, GIA wellness, and okay. they make guards for your phone and, um, you know, things you can plug into your home. And then there's another technology from Germany called key Q I technology. And, um, theirs is, is more like for your home. They have like big things that you can, 
creates a torus field and it really helps to neutralize the biological effects. Okay. Um, they have a, a tower you can travel with, a small one that you can keep in your purse, you know, or near your computer. So all kinds of fun tools. And that's great because, you know, we know that we can't escape it and 5G is coming whether we like it or not, right? Yeah. Um, so we just have to, you know, protect our environment from that as much as possible. And obviously don't put your bra, I mean, your cell phone in your bra or on your yeah. pant pocket all the time. No, keep it as far away from you as possible. It, it just makes me, oh, when I hear that kids are keeping it under their pillows when oh, they're sleeping I and I just think, oh my gosh, you just don't even recognize what's happening. And I yeah, know. we need to get this information out there. <laughs> and, you know, with your line of work, you know, and people are like, like this, right? All the time now, you know, they're just bent over on their phones, you know, structurally, how yep. it's really compressing the organs because they're so bent over all the time. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. Um, so much. <laughs> so look at, uh, you know, as far as toxicity, look at, you know, your yard, you know, what are you putting down in the grass? Uh, what are you putting inside your house? Are you spraying for pests? Are you um, using artificial candles and sprays? What are you cleaning with? You know, all those things have an impact. There's hundreds of chemicals that are related to breast cancer, just in household cleaning products. Um, look at what you're putting on your skin because everything you put on your skin is absorbed directly into your bloodstream. So again, look at the labels and use organic as much as possible. If you, if you can't read it more than likely, it's, you know, some sort of toxic chemical. And there's a great website, uh, ewg.org environmental working group. Okay. Um, they, I mean, they have lists and lists of all different kinds of products, sunscreens, household products. And you can look to see, you know, on a scale of one to 10, if yours is in the cancer causing range or is it safe? So it's, that's a help. I think plan. I was very fortunate years ago. I am so hypersensitive to the scents and the chemicals. And a few years back, I was listening to Dr. Mercola and mm -hmm. he said to use vinegar and salt to wash your clothes, which is what I've been doing for a long time. And it's just, I mean, I, I love it because it smells so fresh and it never gives off some kind of candy scent that and then I think of these poor little babies who can't speak up and say I can't breathe because you've wrapped me in this wonderful fluffy tower that you threw or towel that you threw bounce in the dryer right and and exactly. now you're you're oh yeah oh that's that's great information yeah and you know as clean as we try to be we still have to learn how to detox our body uh, so take the time to uh, do coffee enemas because that will help stimulate the liver and glutathione production in your body. Uh, colonics, sweating, uh, you know, so there's, there was a study done called the BUS study, B-U-S, blood, urine, saliva, where they looked at the excretion of heavy metals and environmental chemicals in the environment and sweat had the highest amount of uh, toxicity. So getting in your sauna and using a biomat, you know, really getting that sweat out so you can get those environmental chemicals out. Okay. So number three, number three is to balance your energy. And um, we are 1 billion physical matter, the rest is all energy, right? So mm -hmm. we're energetic beings. How do we balance that? Well, chiropractic, acupuncture, um, block therapy, you know, obviously that's going to open up, you know, the, the fascia, um, really looking at your sleep, 
because if you're not sleeping properly, that's going to affect your energy. Sleep is very restorative and healing and uh, hormones, you know, your hormone health. Uh, we know that our hormones affect us, right? They affect our mood and our, and our physiology and our body. And when it comes to hormones and breast cancer, there's so much fear around that. You know, conventional medicine has really demonized our hormones. You have breast cancer, so we have to really give you these toxic chemicals to stop the hormone production so the cancer won't spread. Well, if our hormones cause cancer, every 20 year old on the planet would have cancer, right? It's yeah. not our hormones. It's the chemical estrogens in the environment, the, the heavy metals, all these things that are triggering those hormone things. So important for you to understand, you know, do you have a congested liver? Because if you do, you're not going to break down your hormones properly. Do you have something called methylation problem, methylation or metabolism? It's how you break down your hormones. If you do, that can cause the aggressive estrogens to continue to circulate, but there's nutritional things that you can do to support that process. So it doesn't, doesn't happen. So very important to, to balance your energy. I always find it so interesting that the natural responses of the body are what ultimately become demonized. You know, I, I talk a lot about inflammation and it's really the gold mm -hmm. if we understand the process and what to do with it once it comes and yet so many people talk that inflammation is the problem. And I see it as, well, we just need to, you know, heat it up and, and deal with it properly so that it can actually do its job of uh, rejuvenating our body. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Very good okay. Point. Okay. Number, next. Number four. Now this is a big one. Uh, heal the emotional wounds. And I think mm. if I were to start over, I would put that as number one um, because healing, you know, you've got to heal between the ears and heal what's in the heart, because you can do all the stuff, all the supplements, all the things. But if you still have that emotional struggle, you're still carrying baggage from the past. Uh, we know that our, our immune system is greatly affected and our DNA is greatly affected by our thoughts and our feelings, right? Emotions are energy in motion. Um, Psychoneuroimmunology has studied that for decades. And so very important to take the time to open up those cans of worms, uh, so to speak, that perhaps you've avoided childhood issues, teenage, young adult, you know, what are your relationships like now? Do you have toxic relationships? Um, you know, the relationship with yourself, that little girl inside of you, have you, have you, you know, hugged her? Have you told her you love her? Does she feel safe? Or are you still in that fight or flight mode? Um, so there's so much work to be done there. Um, using Do you have your, any favorite um, processes that you've utilized for yourself and your clients that are most impactful? Yes. Um, EFT, emotional freedom technique, you know, the tapping is very, very good. But you know, I really recommend if you're on an active healing journey, work with someone who's certified in the work. Yeah, you can kind of figure it out. And I've got, you know, a lot of videos on my YouTube channel, but, you know, really work with somebody to get to the root cause of those is issues. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, you are the placebo, you know, his work, uh, really getting to that visualization and meditation where you feel your body as vibrantly healthy and you see and know that the cancer is melting away. And um, there's, you know, EMDR, which is, you know, um, eye movement therapy that you work with a you know, therapist with. 
So there's there's a lot out there that you can work with and reading, you know, we have a list for our clients when they sign up with us. We have a list of, of books that they we recommend that they read because it's a it's a process. You know, this healing is not just about getting rid of the lump. It's about a transformation of your life because every, everything that you've done up to this diagnosis has allowed cancer to show up. So going forward, everything about your life has to change. How you eat, how you sleep, the relationships you have, the emotional work you do, you know, getting into that relaxation mode every day because we're like this all the time, right? Parasympathetic. Um, but really getting into that, I mean, that we're too much in the sympathetic, but getting into the, the relaxation phase, the parasympathetic. And uh, a great little tool is the HeartMath app. You know, it's a little clip you put on your ear to measure heart rate variability. And, you know, so there's, there's a lot out there to, to be had for you to heal those wounds. I found it really interesting when I was reading Joe Dispenza's book that he said, every time you pull up a memory, it actually morphs. So if you've pulled up this memory a hundred times, 500 times since childhood, it's not even the story that actually happened. Yeah. And yet we keep getting caught into the emotional impact of what that does on the body. So I found that so fascinating because I think how many times have I told these stories and like, did that even happen now? Like it's yeah. really making me question, you know, what my actual truth was because I, I, that's fascinating to me that like each time it, it morphs. And then you think of how stories travel through people sharing right. how they morph. And I mean, by the time you hear it over here, it's probably extremely different than what actually happened. Yeah. 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 So Very true. interesting stuff. Well, that's great information. Okay. Let's move on. So number five is embrace biological dentistry. Now, yeah, your teeth um, are connected to your organs through your acupuncture meridian system. So energetically, the health of your teeth and your gums can impact uh, specific organs. And we see that all the time. Uh, women with, um, you know, inflammation through thermography, or they have uh, a root canal or a piece of metal in one of those tooth teeth relating to the breast tissue. I mean, it's, it's, there's such an amazing correlation all the time. And then you have to look at what you're putting in your mouth and in your teeth. Uh, if you have so-called silver fillings, I mean, those are 50% mercury and they're, yeah. you know, releasing a lot of toxins and, and some metals like mercury, aluminum, cadmium, or what we call metalloestrogens. They literally mimic and stimulate estrogen production in the body. So okay. very important to work with a biological dentist who's certified in this, in the smart technique. That's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's called smart. It's, um, I forget what it stands for, but it's amalgam removal technique that's done in a very safe way. Um, cavitations, you know, cavitations are, an infection in the bone. And that happens if you've had an extraction and the pocket was never cleaned out properly, then it creates an infection. And literally it creates an, a hole in the bone and that's dripping toxicity on a specific meridian. Um, look at the health of your gums, right? If you're, if you have inflammation, that's going to drip a lot of toxins. And there's a, there's a correlation. I mean, women, postmenopausal women who have gum disease are I forget the percentage, like twice as likely to develop breast cancer, but it's a, it's a strong correlation. And then a root canal, root canal is a dead, a dead organ. It's like having a dead gallbladder in your, in your body, no matter how clean you try to make it, it's always going to have 
a pocket of bacteria at the root and again, dripping toxins and compromising your immune system. How do you feel about all of these young people getting their wisdom teeth yanked out? No, they just, as a matter of fact, I just told one of my clients, daughters, who was getting ready to have it done. She asked me, I said, no, no, there's no need for that. Yeah. Even if you're, even if they're coming in horizontally, if you're not having any pain or discomfort, it's not affecting anything else, just leave them. Right. I mean, I still have, well, I have two of mine. I had to have the other ones pulled because of infection and such, but I have all four of mine. And I always felt that it's, it's really the, you know, the fence posts to keep the jaw and everything properly aligned. And when I look at the posture of the youth, because they're so compressed and their jaws coming forward, you can see that. But then as soon as you take these teeth out, it just allows more room for more forward compression and, and more blockages. So uh, it makes me crazy when I hear that, because it just seems to be the norm. Oh, you're this age, let's pull them out. And I'm thinking, they are there for a reason. They're called wisdom teeth for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. know. Yeah. It's a, the way to pad their pockets, I think. Hmm. Okay. All right. Number six is to repair your body with therapeutic plants and herbs. And that includes supplements. So just, you know, basic things uh, you want to make sure you get all your trace minerals in. So obviously food is the, is, is a good way, but unfortunately a lot of our food is deficient but you need things like zinc and selenium and magnesium, Um, you know, vitamin D, vitamin D is really a steroid hormone and it turns on over 200 genetic switches in your body. And especially in the cold North, when you're not getting a lot of sun, the good part of the year, you know, you need to make sure that your uh, vitamin D levels are between 80 and hundred. It's different in Canada. Let me, um, I just did that. If you want them to be around 200 to 250 in Canada. It's a different uh, metric okay. compared to the U.S. Um, because women who have higher vitamin D levels are less likely to develop breast cancer. And if they have breast cancer, they're going to heal a lot better. Um, well, in this year, I don't think I've seen the sun in six months. Oh, no. It's been like, honestly, in, in Winnipeg, it's been the worst winter of my 52 years living here. We've had the most snow, the most cold. It snowed yesterday. It's May 2nd yesterday. And there was still snow. It's finally a sunny, bright day today. But I mean, it's, it's been a really strange year here. So, um, and all I want to do is get out and get some walking in because I'm a fair weather girl. So (laughs) why I'm living here still, I'm not really sure, but (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Wow. And, and, do you, uh, are you able to use sun lamps or things in your home? Because they, you know, they I make don't. Lamps. Fortunately, my apartment is all windows, no matter okay. what room I am. So I get lots of natural light. Okay. Um, but in the summer, I mean, I'm outside all the time. I just love right. absorbing the sun and I don't use sunscreen. I yeah. use actually a, a coconut oil hemp product. That's wonderful for, you know, keeping the good rays in and the bad rays out. So um, I've, I've done very well with that. Good, good, good. Yeah, sunlight is so important for our circadian rhythms and melatonin production. I mean, all of that. So, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember, (laughs) I remember as a child feeling depressed in the wintertime. It's just like I was not cut out for winter (laughs) at all. I have, I mean, genetically, you can test for that sad gene, you know, seasonal, seasonal affective disorder. And yeah, I've got the double digits on that one. So oh, wow. I, I, I don't think I have that because I actually, 
I, I kind of like the, the, the seasons and, and the hibernation aspect of the winter, but okay. if it were three months, not six yeah. months, not six months. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, can't control that. Oh, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so therapeutic plants and herbs. So there's, yeah, there's hundreds and hundreds and, you know, I've got over 700 references in my book. Um, everything that we talk about is, is based on, on uh, studies and science. So, you know, there's so much evidence on everything from blood root to wormwood to berberine, curcumin, um, even concentrates of blueberries, broccoli sprouts, which are really high in sulforaphane. I mean, they turn on hundreds of genetic switches. I mean, there's, there's a whole, I mean, we could spend a whole day just talking about that aspect, but, you know, recognize that when you give your body what it needs, it has an amazing capability of repairing and healing itself. You know, again, that, that cancer is just a, a message of love that your body's out of balance, your life is out of balance. So you, you can have the opportunity to repair all of that. I, I see, like, I love knowing that everything in the universe is a mirror of itself. And, you know, when COVID began and, and suddenly everything was shut down, it was so fast that the, the skies cleared and the oceans cleared and you were seeing this very quick rejuvenation. And, and I also feel the same thing with the body. If we take out the bad and we start doing the good, it's incredible how fast we can bring health back in. We just have to know the process. So thank you so much for sharing all this. This is amazing information. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, and number seven is um, early detection, adopting very early detection. And so when we think of early detection for breast cancer, what's the first thing we think of is the mammogram, right? Um, radiation, compression, there's actually a 25 year Canadian study done on 90,000 women. And they showed after 25 years that mammography did not reduce breast cancer mortality rate, not even by 1%. Wow. Um, you know, we know radiation causes cancer. So when you're repeatedly swishing and radiating, you know, it makes sense to think that maybe that's an aggravation to our breast tissue. If you choose to do a mammogram, always back it up with an ultrasound. Ultrasound uses, you know, sound waves and it can look at things perhaps that a mammogram doesn't pick up because if you have dense breasts and, you know, it's going to take six to eight years for a lump to show up on a mammogram anyway. So, you know, get something to back that up. And then of course there's thermography. Thermography reads the infrared heat coming off your body. If there's, um, you know, redness or extra heat, then we know that there's some physiological changes going on in the breast. So it's like a red flag, you know, what do we need to do? What's going on? Get more testing, get an ultrasound, you know, that sort of thing. And there's um, so many tests now that are available to, find cancer at such an early stage. I mean, they're, they're doing a, a test now. There's a test called the gallery test um, where they literally with a blood draw, they can look at 50 different kinds of cancers to see if that cancer um, DNA is in your bloodstream. And, you know, I mean, 10 years ago, people wouldn't even think of, of, of coming up with stuff like that. There's another test called the cancer profile that looks at the hormones that cancer cells give off. Um, and if it's in the blood, then chances are there's something developing, maybe not visible yet, but you know, developing. So lots of things that you can do for, for very early detection. So I've never had a mammogram. And I remember years ago at um, 
one of the holistic natural places in Winnipeg, they had thermography. And then of course they took it away. The government stopped allowing it. So um, I use my hands to figure out because with blocking, you know, and I understand the whole dense breast, it's all about creating that space and creating so that you can actually feel everything. So that's how I've always managed my own self. Um, so it's great that you've, I, I would also, if I ever had a concern and I wanted I would absolutely get a live blood analysis to see, you know, what's in the blood and what I would need to do from that perspective then. Definitely. Um, so speaking of breast exams, <laughs> here's something called my breast friend. So this is a, a silicone breast that has different lumps in it. Okay. And uh, this design was created by the Mammacare Foundation to train doctors and nurses how to do a proper exam. And the manufacturer of, of this model asked me to make it look pretty and, and, and get it out to the general public so women wow. could learn how to do a breast exam. And so there's a video that comes with it. Um, it comes in this box. And let me show you this right here. This is really amazing. So the average size lump that a woman finds when she's not trained in the breast exam is this size right here. Okay. Wow. When she's properly trained, she can find something as small as half a centimeter. Um, so there's, it's so important because even if you do a screening, that's once a year, but so many things can happen in that year. Right. Yes. Um, and so you get, you have the opportunity to check your breasts every month. So. Wonderful. Wow, that's amazing information. So now if somebody wanted to reach out and um, get your personal guidance through things, how would they do that? So our website is breastcancerconqueror.com and we're on you know, Facebook, all the social media. And um, you can find this model, My Breast Friend at mybreastfriend.com and my books on Amazon. And well. you've been on many, many platforms. Can you talk a little bit about all of those incredible um, spaces that you've been on to educate people all over the world? Yes, I, you know, when I, we're, we're in our 10th year now, I'm celebrating 10 years. And, you know, when we started this, I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I'd be doing this in phase two of my, my career after practicing chiropractic for 30 years and having a clinic and all of that. Um, but now we have, um, we have coaches, we have live retreats, we have virtual retreats. Uh, we've supported women in 60 countries so far. Um, and, you know, when you write a book and you start sharing your story, people want to interview and want to know more and which is, I'm so grateful for that, but truth about cancer, you know, conquering cancer docuseries. I mean, there's, there's so many of them podcasts, you know, all of that. So very grateful for the opportunity to share, you know, my journey and, and the, you know, the things that it can do to, to help other women as well. And on your website, do you have some of these discussions that you've had? And Oh, definitely. Yeah, we've got all kinds of, you know, online courses that you can look at. We've got yeah, our, our podcast, you know, I, I do podcasts as well. So there's yeah, all kinds of information there, free information, blogs. I've been blogging for 10 years. So fantastic. So if you had anything you would just like to say to every woman on this planet right now, what would you like to share? I would say, be kind to yourself. Women are marvelous creations and creatures of love. And we 
oftentimes multitask and put everybody else first. We put ourselves last on the to-do list. And if it's one thing that my healing journeys have taught me is to learn to nurture yourself, nurture that little girl, take time for yourself, you know, do more things that bring you joy and less things that bring you pain. And if you are diagnosed with breast cancer, know that there, it's really a gift, right? Ask yourself, what is the gift? What is my body telling me? Why am I going through this journey? What can I learn? And if you have that attitude of being um, not a victim, but a victor, right? You're going to thrive. Um, then you will come out on the other side a much happier and healthier you. Oh, that's amazing. When people ask me that question, I say the same thing. Be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. We just, we, we really have come from this place where we just expect so much and the perfectionistic ideals and, and then the, the, the workload, you know, all of those things. And wherever that happened along the way, um, we've certainly really not given ourselves the, the love and the, the compassion and the value that we all have. And yeah, we get caught in this dynamic. And, and I think I agree that that number one is number one, you know, figure out the emotional stuff because boy, oh boy, like you can be, you can be in a great mood and, and one thing can trigger you and it can just create such an influx of acid in your system. And it, it doesn't take anything other than a trigger. So if you can really identify those triggers and, start to, again, repair those relationships from when you were young and all the things that come along the way. I, I think that's really the, the very first starting point. All those other things I do feel are secondary to that very first starting point. And of course, from my perspective, it's really all about the breath um, right. when we, because that's also connected to the emotion as well. I love Eckhart mm-hmm. Tolle's way of uh, describing it, how when we're breathing diaphragmatically, we're living in the moment and we're changing the brain pattern to a relaxed pattern compared to breathing through the muscles of the upper chest where we're stuck in stress mode. So um, there's so many things we can do. And I just really want everybody to know, but of this topic, women to know that like there there's prevention and there's solutions that, you know, don't have negative side effects. It's all about win-win, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, one of my missions is to really educate women so that they never fear breast cancer again. You know, there's nothing to fear, but, you know, we know that that's not what happens when you get the diagnosis and, you know, recognize that even if you choose to, you know, do some uh, Western medicine, there's still a lot of things that you can do in the natural world to heal those side effects and to allow you to go through the healing journey without losing your hair and without being so sick all the time, you know, so, so there's a, there can be a nice balance of both. Well, and what an amazing mission for you to take something so personal and to turn that into a purpose. Um, We need that because to know that we can get on the other side, then suddenly it's like, okay, it's not a death sentence. No. And it doesn't even have to be an aging sentence. In fact, it can probably be a sentence of, okay, I can actually move toward a better life from before the diagnosis because of all the wonderful um, releases and the cleaning out and the change of your, your whole perspective of life, really. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. V. This has been absolutely amazing. I'm sure there's going to be so many people just absolutely thrilled to have this information. 
Well, thank you. Thank you, Deanne, for Deanna, for uh, for having me. And uh, I'm so glad that our paths have crossed and I'm sure we'll be in touch again. Thank you for sharing my message of hope. Oh, and thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful day.